Fuck. God damn. And uh, welcome back to the Fulfillment Side Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And if you sense a little bit of angry energy today, I apologize, but I am a very frustrated man. Oh, no. Today in particular. Oh, no. Uh, just fucking learn what a clock means. If you're mm. any person doing any capacity, mm. in any job, in any social situation whatsoever, mm. learn how to read a clock. Learn how to read numbers mm. and learn that if it takes you half an hour to drive somewhere, hey, leave half an hour earlier than you need to. How about that? Fucking I hate when I tell people a time mm. to do something important yep. and I have my day scheduled around yes. that time because mm. I don't have time to fuck around. Mm. I got a show to do. I do this thing. I do the other thing. I got a writing schedule. Mm. And then someone just goes like, I'm just going to show up 30 minutes late. Fuck you. Like, fuck you. I'm 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 so happy to hear it. You know, like because if we listen back to like yeah. the episode where I was like going in on you and Jonathan yeah. about time and being late, and I was like, fuck Tom. Tom's stupid. Yeah. Tom doesn't matter. Structure, blah, 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 bullshit. Right. And I was pissed off. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, this is time. You said this time, and it was just like, nah, whatever. So yeah. it's like now you have people that are being the pers- version of yourself that y'all were being to me. And it was like, you know what? Maybe you were right. We were being dicks. No, no, no. Like, like I acknowledge that we were late. We were absolutely fucking late. <laughs> and we were the dicks in that situation. Yes. So now there are there uh, are more dicks. Yes. But it's it's also like a contextual thing, mm. right? Like you don't I don't know you don't know my life. I don't know your life. Nope. nope. Apart from like this next like probably like two hours before and after the show, yeah. we don't know what any of us is doing. No. Right. right. I have to assume that those twenty minutes that I wasted from you mm. that day yeah. meant something to you. Yeah. You know how many fucking goats I was gonna kill. <laughs> Like, that's immediately after I leave here, I'm slaughtering goats. Just slaughtering goats. You know how many goats are going to be, like, walking around freely? They're probably going to come over here and fucking eat the cat, going to eat the dog. Like, that's what happens when I don't get to slaughter these goats. That was a really specific bit. Like, I don't even have anything to add to that. I'm so specific. I've been watching, I've been watching goat videos a lot lately. You're watching a lot of goat videos, and I feel like like of, of all the things that you would want to kill, like you don't want to kill baby goats. Like, no, goats, goats are, are awesome. adorable. Yeah, but, but that's what I do in my spare that's time. That's what you do in your spare time, right? <laughs> Fuck over baby goats. <laughs> kill baby goats. Like, bad. Oh, y'all over here jumping off stuff. Like, nah, slaughter. You did. Yeah. You, you kick them while they jump out of shit. Hey, yeah, they're so Fuck cute it. though. They're so they're so cute. adorable. I, I want a baby those. goat. Me too, like man. a pick me baby goat. Yes, the precious. They like, climb that headbutt you. It doesn't hurt because they're babies. They're babies. But the bad thing is, they become old goats. And yeah. Nobody wants an old goat. Nobody wants an old goat. Mm-mm. I kind of want an old goat with the whole like Chinese mm. mustache thing. That oh, they got the going long on. beard and mustache yeah. thing going. Yeah, man. They look at you and you can tell that they have a life that they've lived that they didn't want to really live in yeah. your fucking backyard. Like, do you know how much aluminum I've, I've eaten in my lifetime? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can digest things you have never even heard of. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I mean, they can. They got like a separate stomach just for fucking garbage. They do. <laughs> you know? Goats are amazing. We yeah. should just have goats do everywhere. Yeah. Google hires goats to clean out their lawn. To oh, really? mow their lawn. Nice. Uh, Google just hires a dude that just has a shit ton of goats and they just go fucking let them out. Nice. And then just eat the grass. What is this guy doing with these goats? He... He's fucking those goats. He's fucking at least one of them. At least one of those yeah. goats are being fucked. But the rest of the time, he's taking them to Google so that they can eat the grass. I mean, he's taking care of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's not just fucking them. I mean, he's taking them out to eat at least. Right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> that's you a gotta, nice date. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks a goat, then takes a goat out to eat. We're going to go to Google. <laughs> get you something get to in eat. in the car. <laughs> get someone a nice dress. Yep. Uh, it's so dark. <laughs> 
said Pita, don't come at us. And if you do, fuck you. I don't care. Yep, yep. Uh, fuck Pita. We've, we've been on that road before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, point mm. is, uh, yes. fucking 2.30, mm. when we're doing something important that is time sensitive, yeah. hey, fucking 2.30. That'd be great. Or yeah. if you're late, or if you, in the case that you're late. Let somebody know. Uh, let me know. Yep. And not only let me know, I expect an apology as mm. to why you're late. Mm. You know, like I expect something like, I'm sorry, this happened. All right? Uh, no, I don't want to know why. Like, I, I, I want to know, I want to be, uh, let me know that the person's going to be late. But yeah. like I've always said, I don't care why. Well, because the person can just make up any kind of bullshit. It was like, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. My mom died, but she's going to be okay. I'll right. be there in 15 <laughs> My minutes. Mom you know, like, seriously, like, the, the, yeah, yeah. the excuse doesn't matter. But it's not the, it's not the, it's not the, ex, it's not the thing that yeah. I care about. It's not the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. It's the energy that comes with letting someone know the thing that happened. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Yeah. It's like it, this thing happened, and I just had to deal with it. It, it. That instead of being like, "Hey, I'm gonna be 15 minutes late," just like for me, that adds like a like a social buffer. Mm. And to me, knowing like, okay, the energy is different. I'm no longer going like, "Well, he didn't care." Something happened. He this had to deal with something. Is what I was just talking about yeah. off air about the emotion in words. Yeah, besides yeah, yeah, yeah. the word, I'm like the word. I said the word. Like, why is that not so enough? Like, <laughs> so like, I'm not angry at someone just telling me that they're 15 minutes late. Yeah. Right. I just expect somebody to tell me. Hey, I'm 15 minutes late. Sorry. Yes. At least just say so, yes, sorry. Yes, because yes, they're 15 they minutes up. late. Yes. But if someone just goes, okay, I'm going to be uh, 30 minutes late, and then that's the message, and there's a period after that, and mm. another message doesn't come in that says sorry. Mm. Hey, suck my cock. How about that? If they're a repeat <laughs> offender, if they're a repeat yeah, offender, happens then yeah. all the time. Happens yeah. all the time. If if like I get a one message and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be 15 minutes late, and there's not like a sorry or my bad, mm. then I'm not thinking anything about it. If they repeat this thing yeah. and they still just don't, don't feel any remorse for the actions whatsoever, yeah. then yeah, I'm pissed. Happens to me all I'm the pissed. fucking time. With this yeah. particular person that I'm talking about, it fucking yeah. makes me angry. Yeah. It makes me furious. Yeah. And if it was in any capacity under my authority, I would have sacked them immediately. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to fucking deal with it, especially when it's something as important. As like a video gig, mm. you have to be there on time. Yes, like things that are like like if you're late, like ten minutes to the podcast. Yeah, I just be like, fine, it's ten minutes late to the podcast. Still not happy about it. But it's yeah. not, it's not ideal, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna fucking make me furious. You know? Okay. It's just gonna be like, hey, it's ten minutes late. Something happened. But that's a particular because I know it's a lot of context. Yeah. But ten minutes late to something that we do every week and we have sort of a routine base around mm-hmm. it. That's fine. When it's a one-time thing mm. that matters mm. when it starts yes. and when it ends, yes. they're on time. Mm. They're on time. Not, not even they're on time. They're early. Early. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fucking early. Yes. I just, uh, I'm with that. Oof, oof. I'm co-signing on it that. Makes, it makes my blood fucking boil yeah. when my fucking day ends up in the whims of someone else mm. because they're out doing their life. Yeah. And that day of my life is just lost to their shitty fucking useless life for those hours. Yeah. I don't care what's happening in your life before 2.30. Yes. No, it doesn't matter. Or after 4. Nope. But between the hours of 2.30 and after 4 of your life is happening with me. Yes. That is right now what I care about. I agree. So, uh, fuck it. Fuck it. This is why I have a lot of angry energy. (laughs) I've been dealing with a lot of bullshit. Today Mm. was stressful. And I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. Did you, but I love my job. Did you eat ravioli out of I the can? I did. Out of the fucking can. <laughs> right out of the fucking can. There's no fucking shame about it. No fucking shame. There's an empty can of ravioli yeah. fork still in the can. Yes. Like, not even heated up. Like, not even heated up. Just fucking out of the can. And let me tell you something. It's fucking disgusting every time that I do it. Yes. And I do it every time I eat Chef Boyardee. It's disgusting, and I hate it. Yes. But it's quick. I just clack it open. I just shove it in my like, face. I'm, I'm laughing like I wouldn't do the exact same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You know who I am. <laughs> I'm sitting here pounding at them four locos like yeah. an idiot. Like, yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'm not in position to judge, but it yeah. is an observation. And I get defensive <laughs> yeah. about the fucking cans because yeah. it's cool. Sometimes when I'm leaving in a hurry, yeah. I just grab another fucking pantry, throw it in my car, and yeah. go to school. You got food. And you see you see me in the in the cage just fucking shoving cold Chef Boyardee in my mouth. Yeah. And people are just like, did you even heat that up? And she goes like, no, don't fucking mm. judge me. No, this is my life. Yeah. This, is, this is how I hate myself. You go do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you pretend to be happy and you get a cat and in that vain hope of someone loving you. Yeah. I eat cold chef Boyardee. <laughs> fucking leave me alone. Yeah. At least I know what I am. And it saves money as and well. And it saves money. It it's does very save cheap. money. It's like 99 cents yeah. per, per fucking can. I, I always yeah. feel oddly about people when I see people at, uh, at work or anything when they go on lunch. Guys, any, anybody listening, if you're going on lunch and you're going out to eat every lunch... Like where are you getting this money. money from? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of That's money. That's a lot of money. You know, I have to do. I have to do that sometimes at school, just because mm. like I just my week is fucked, mm. and and it just it just it's my paycheck. Fuck mm. that! Yeah. Like like I was I was uh, I was packing like uh, Sunday nights. I would yeah. just make lunches from Monday through Friday because I'm like, if not, that's fucking twenty five bucks. You know, five times five. You know, five yeah. for the day is twenty five fucking dollars. And yeah. I'm just like, Mm-mm. that's a lot. You remember I was coming through here with a bag of change. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> in order to put gas in my car. So it's like it's trick. It, that's hard. I mean, you you know, yeah, you're still a student I, I, right I, now. Yeah, I'm that's just fucking tough, man. It is. It is fucking it's a tough. tough life. Have to, uh, sometimes I've spent seventy dollars a week on food. Yeah. Because. My, uh, my class schedules are so fucked, oh, and yeah. I'm in the same place all of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't get to make food because yeah. I just don't have time. Mm. So it's just like, that $70 is just going out the fucking window. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I yeah. fucking hate it. So I bring Cold Chef Boyardee, yeah. and uh, people can fight me with all the money. I will throw the money that I've been saving at them. All right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> fucking crazy. I'm trying to think if, if I've seen anything I did see this week. What did you see? I, see? I saw Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, How was that? I saw with Jonathan. Tell me. It was uh, fucking... Spe- Hold on, you seen it with who? Jonathan. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm friends with Jonathan, too. Yeah, you are. You, you know, are. I didn't know anything about this. It was a last-minute thing. Mm. It, was a, it was a very last-minute thing. Can I say something to Jonathan real quick? Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Buddy, fuck you. Last minute of my ass. I'm in a goddamn group chat. You are in a group chat with Which us. I read. Yeah. Yes, you are. Mm. It was like at 4.30 on Wednesday. Oh, no, I wouldn't have been able to make So, no. I guess that's probably part of it. Like, yeah. we know each other's schedules. Yeah. So he messaged me and she's like, hey, I got a free ticket to Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. And I was just like, bet. We just got out of my internship. We yeah. went. Nice. Fucking phenomenal. How was fucking it? Fucking fantastic. I hope it fucking sucked. It was oh, a- oh, I was good. I was all my hope it was a bullshit movie with your bullshit friendship. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was good though. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. Oh wow. It, it was uh it was social commentary at its best. Okay. I feel like Get Out was really good social commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this movie did it humorously, did it efficiently, okay. and did it subtly. You mm. know, so like it wasn't like I, I really love. I'm not shitting on Get Out by any means, no, no. but in terms of like the area of social commentary, yeah. Sorry to bother you. I've tackled it in a way that I barely see movies tackle social mm. commentary before. It's on that level of like Robocop kind of social commentary. Ro- Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. You know what? Like. It, it takes something and it exaggerated so oh, much okay. that it borders on parody. Yes. But uh, the social message is the exaggeration of it. Yeah. 
uh, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that, you know, like it, it has that that sort of approach to it. That's like the purest form of satire. It's yeah, like yeah. that social commentary, just kind of making fun of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And it, it has that element of satire, but it never leaves the social commentary spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it, a lot of the time, you're going to just like, okay, was that on purpose? Okay, yeah, that was on purpose. And so like, it just keeps building up into itself. Did it get preachy in the point to where it seems like you're watching the episode of South Park? No. Okay. Nice. No. It, it got fucking ridiculous. Okay. The movie yeah. gets ridiculous. All right. Um, so yes, but okay. the message never got corrupted to the way that it does in South Park. Oh, nice. You know Sorry. what I'm saying? So yeah. I, phenomenal movie. Yeah. Absolutely go watch it. I think can, you would can love you, it. Can you give me, what, what, what am I going to see? Cause like just from the thing only, this is all mm-hmm. I know from previews is Lakeith Stanfield from Get Out and from the show Atlanta mm-hmm. and, uh, Terry Crews is in a commercial, and the the trailers has Lakeith Stanfield, a black guy, using a funny white voice in in order yeah. to get by in white society. Yes, that's all in there. Okay. But that is that is one layer of it. it right. Just sort of it has that layer like in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and then it sort of builds another layer on top of that. Mm. And it's got like like five really solid layers. Okay. Of that social commentary. So the first one is just like the black man sort of having to blend into the white space. To, yeah be able to survive and then the second one is just like it just kind of keeps building on layers on that idea yeah and it's going like is it worth it for the black man to mm. subject themselves to this is it morally advisable like yeah. it's critiquing white culture by sort of appropriating like it's critiquing white culture appropriating black culture yeah, yeah. and another layer on top of that Ooh. it's critiquing the morality of like big businesses it's critiquing like social media culture mm. and like sort of virality culture yeah it's critiquing a lot of shit in like two hours, sheesh, and the, and it's fucking good. At, at no point was I ever going like, all right, get on with it. Yeah, the whole time I was sitting in the seat, I was just going like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm in it. I'm for the, I'm in the ride. You yeah, know? oh yeah. And it's it, I don't want to spoil anything for the no, movie because no, no, no. the experience is genuinely good. Okay. Um, but absolutely go see it. I think it's it's one of the best social commentaries that I've watched and, recently. And to go back a little bit to uh, to get out. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not bashing Get Out either. Right. But Get Out is like a movie to where you see it once and then you don't really need to see it again so quickly because yes. you got the, the spin and the twist and everything. Mm-hmm. Is this a movie that you can watch over and over or is it like as soon as you see it, kind of like a, a quiet place? As I, soon as you see it, that's kind of You're kind of done with it? Yeah. I think that's going to depend a lot on the kind of movies that you like, okay. I think, for this movie. Like if, if you like to analyze social commentary, mm-hmm. then definitely like two or three watches okay. will be great. Yeah. But if you just kind of, like, take it at face value, then, like, one watch is good at all. But okay. if you want to, like, learn a little bit about the movie yeah. and what the movie is saying, at least two, two watches it has a repeat should value be the watch. ideal. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would watch it soon after. Like, I would wait, like, a couple of weeks mm. after the first time I watched it. Okay. So you can let what the movie was saying, like, trying to sink in. Yeah. And then give it another analysis on top of that. It's oh, a yeah. really good movie, and I'm probably going to go see it again. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I'm going to have to go see that. Fuck you, Jonathan. It sounds like a very good movie. <laughs> Let's go together, and then just not include <laughs> and Jonathan. And not take Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I, and Lucky Stanfield mm-hmm. is fantastic. Nice. Like, that man, any, like, I know he was good from Get Out oh, and, yeah. and Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. But anything that that man puts out on the big screen, mm-hmm. is, I'm absolutely going to go see it. Wow, that's yeah. great. He's okay. really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tessa Thompson, of course. Also, oh, yeah. also pretty fucking great. Damn you, Tessa Thompson. You took my woman. She did take Janelle Monáe. Mm. <laughs> Damn you. You had no chance with Janelle. See, you, you don't know. Well, well, that's my rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> that's my rebuttal. Well, well, you. Fuck. <laughs> You're right. <Yeah. laughs> what do I got? Like, yeah. 
No, but um, uh, I watched um, this, a movie called, a documentary called uh, Fronting. Um, Rich, a guy named Rich Fronting. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, he's supposedly, well, not even supposedly, he's the fittest man in history. Okay. Yeah, just, I watched that because, you know, I've been doing like a lot of the dieting and I exercise really don't like stuff. him. He has to be insufferable. What, what do you mean? He has, like, he has to be, like, that, with that title, mm-hmm. does that come up every conversation he has? No, he didn't label himself that. Oh, okay. You know, but he, he won the um, the fittest man on earth competition four times in a right. row. So they were like, all right, you're the fittest this man fittest in history. Man? Okay. You know, but that's not what will annoy you about him. Yeah. That the, the fact that he is, like, super duper, duper, like, Jesus freak, mm-hmm. very much into Christian. Oh, so, so he's, he's, he's like a fit Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that's what will get, get up under you. But it's like... I still do recommend the documentary, especially if you're Christian, then you'll eat that shit up. You'll love it. You will love this if you're Christian. Spoonful of Jesus for oh, your yeah, morning. Yeah. But if you're if you're not Christian and you're just into someone that's a, the reason I liked it because someone that's driven. Like right. it didn't even have so much to do with the fact that he was working out or more fit than everyone. It was the perseverance and the the mind state that you have to be in to be able to accomplish greatness. Right, right. You know, There's a passion behind it. The passion, yeah. Because like I'm not interested in being the fittest man on earth by yeah. any means, or even in goddamn Charlotte. <laughs> you know. But it's it's just it's just the um the drive that you have to wake up with every single day. And it's like I'm I'm in a place right now to where it's just like. I'm doing so goddamn much right. to where it's just like, I just want, like I was telling you earlier, I was like, man, I'm going to be blackout drunk later today. So it's yeah. like, whatever, you know, because I have so much to do. So it's just like, right. I'm, I want to see examples of people that are able to handle more than I'm able to handle right now and be successful and continue to add more to their load and right. do yep. more and more, you know? So it's just, I was just translating this fit guy into my, we're constantly stress testing ourselves. Yeah. That's the only thing we are doing. That's what, yeah. We're a shitty computer that's trying to handle more and more and information. More and more, yeah. It's this interesting. I saw another documentary from vice, which mm. I fucking love vice documentaries. Okay. Fantastic. About a dude named Las Rojas. He's oh. a Las Rojas. It's just L A L A Z Rojas, which means R O J A S. No, that's Rojas. It's Hispanic. It's Hispanic. Las Rojas. Okay. Yeah, and and he's he was a dude that was trying to be an actor, and he moved to L A when he was young, and four or five years later, he still wasn't getting any gigs. Yeah, and so he made a whole tape where it was just him playing two hundred something odd characters. Okay. Edited by himself, he acted all of the characters, including women, children, and kids. He wrote everything, he directed everything, and he edited everything himself. And there's, it's called Las Rojas Tapes. Uh, hmm. That's what the video is called. Okay. It's sort of this weird fringe of cinema that, like, people You sure this isn't Dr. Doolittle? Dr. Doolittle? <laughs> is that the one? No, the clumps? That's what I'm thinking about, where Eddie Murphy plays every single character in the movie. Yes, I'm it's, sorry, so, it's sort of that. It's sort of, but it's it's like that bizarreness yeah. of like having the same guy on camera for all of these things. Yeah, and then but having it be home video uh, quality. Yeah, edited in VHS mm. by literally putting the VHS. Yeah. Playing it on one side and then recording it on the other. Oh, side. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like like old school yeah. fucking technicality. Yeah. Doing it all himself in his parents' house. Yeah. No help. No, nothing from anybody, and then sending the tapes over to producers and agents, and no one responded to them. Mm. No one, he didn't get a single acting job out of these tapes. Yeah. And then they found them. It's like it's like a really sad story. And mm. he's currently homeless because like someone sold his identity. Shit, man. And he lost all of his money uh, because someone just cleaned oh. out the twenty thousand odd dollars he had in his bank account. Oh. It's just a shit state of affairs. But then the documentary focuses on him, yeah. and then the people that put up the documentary rented out a local cinema nice. that does French cinema, like kind of like outsider art. Okay, and they explain what he did, and he had a screening with like over a hundred people, 
going to the show and watching his like single handedly produced tape nice. of characters. Yeah. And it was just such, such a heartwarming moment at yeah. the end of it where he like saw that people in some weird way appreciated his own weirdness. Yeah. And like the passion that that guy had for doing all of that. Yeah was really unrivaled like like he's so his life is shitty by all means his yeah. mom is dying yeah. he's homeless and like just watching him go through that and then sort of be like would i do anything differently no, no. it's just it's fucking insane people like that are just like jesus that's like a tear-jerking moment like seeing yeah. stuff like that I, I got i got one that made me think about this week from crying um, and it's so silly, but it's like I'm sitting there with my girlfriend and I'm watching YouTube mm -hmm. and I'm watching one of my favorite game shows of all time is um, Price is Right. Right. So, and I'm not watching live Price is Right. I'm on YouTube watching Looking it with Bob. Price, and yeah, Price is Right, Bob Barker from 1997. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just watching those. So I'm watching this. In this one particular episode, there's a guy who's been watching Price is Right since he was four years yes. old. Every single episode, you can tell he's like a super redneck guy or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so he's just, every episode, Bob Barker calls him up, and by the time he gets to the concession stand, and they was like, all right, you have to bid, uh, what do you think this is worth? He was like, oh, that's worth $2,070. He was like, uh, how, how do you know that? He was like, because I watched the show two years ago, and you had the exact same thing up there. <laughs> and, then, and it comes up, boom, $2,070. Then they ask him to play the games, and he's just crushing it, one after the next after next, and he's just like, this is my whole life, like, I could just die right now. My whole life has been leading to this. No. And it's just like, even as like, and my girlfriend's sitting there laughing at me, like yeah. I'm sitting there crying about yeah. this redneck winning Price is Right. But it was just like, as similar to what the guy was doing the VHS. Yeah. It's like, he's sitting there in his house. It's something that he cares more about than anything in life. Yeah. Anything. And then he's finally able to see that come to fruition. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter how like minuscule or small or insignificant like anybody else says that is. That it means something to it him. It means something and that, that other people were able to recognize him. Yep. And it's just like putting yourself in that shoes, like us as podcasters, as filmmakers, yep. as writers, or any of that is just like you kind of it's, it's a very lonely job. Yeah. You know, so when you finally have any kind of recognition, it was like, hey, I recognize you, I see you, I like what you do, is just it's overwhelming. Like it, it can it's it, a lot. It's it a lot. happens a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a it's a really heartwarming heartwarming moment, and I'm yeah. I'm glad that I mean that dude's life changed for that night only, yeah. and I don't yeah. know what he's doing, yeah. but like people like that man, they do it. The Mark Marins, the people that just persevered for it, it's fucking important. Yeah. Uh, that redneck had a weird life. I mean, yeah, he killed himself after yeah, the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay. He went out. He had the shotgun in the truck yep. right in the set. Mm -hmm. uh, because that was it. Like, what are you going to do yeah. after that? He knew the price of the shotgun and the price of the bullet. Yeah. It was just like, this is a dollar and 70 cents of a bullet. <laughs> yeah. And it's going right into my mouth. Yes. Yeah. That is how that happened. So. <laughs> All right. I think we should talk about there's something about Mary. There is something yeah, about Mary. There is something about Mary. Uh, we're going to cut and then talk about that movie, which is, you know, our job. Something about Mary. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they sing something about Mary throughout the, th the song. I mean, throughout the, the, the movie. Now, this is our first, I believe, I believe this is our first pure comedy. Have we done a, a pure, flat-out slapstick, nothing but comedy Not in movie? this fashion. Not unless we count, do we do, not, no, we only talked about Jim Carrey, who yeah. does that type of yeah, movie, but, but we haven't talked about a fallout yeah. comedy. yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This is our first one. So this is a flat out comedy. Um, yeah. This is uh, there's something about Mary came out in 1998. 
um, in 1998. It's, it's so wild to see the transition from the, what we're going to hear from this oh, conversation it is, it is so about dating. about what comedy is today. Yeah. And, and a reason why I picked this movie is because of how much you love British comedy. Yeah. And what what this is a this is one of was listed as one of the best American comedies of, of the decade. Yeah. Well, maybe even of all time. Yeah, but, mean, yeah. but of but of the 90s at least, you cannot get away from this. Cameron Diaz became huge after this. Ben Stiller became huge after yeah. this. You know, but when you parallel that with what we very much enjoy with British comedy yeah. and this, they're very much different. So, different. so, so different. But, different. But for what it is, this is one of the better American comedies that were made in the 90s. It's a rated R movie. It has uh, one hour and 59 minute runtime. It's a comedy slash romance. Uh, the rundown is a man gets a chance to meet up with his dream girl from high school, even though his date with her back then was a complete disaster. Uh, it's directed by the Fairley Brothers. Uh, you might know them from Me, Myself, and I, Irene and stuck together. You yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I see, uh, he's also um, Dumb and Dumber. D- Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, the, the bad one, not the yeah, good yeah, one. Not the good one. Oh no! All right, <laughs> <back>. <laughs> and, um, the writer was uh, Ed De- Dector. It stars Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon, and Ben Stiller, among other other many many other stars. Yep. Uh, I gotta tell you, just straight mm-hmm. up the bat. Yeah. I've there's not a Cameron Diaz movie mm-hmm. that she's in that yeah. I'm a- that I'm annoyed at her. At her performance, really, I love Cameron Diaz I, so much. I am. I was not expecting yeah. that. <laughs> really? Like, if anything, I, I thought it was going to be. There's nothing that Cameron Diaz has ever done no, no, that no. makes me like her. I have a really soft spot for Cameron Diaz. Wow, I love. Right. I love her movies. Nice, she's great. I loved her in, in Charlie's Angels. Didn't she like was, her in that. She was my favorite Charlie's Angel. All right. Uh, she's it's a weird actress. I don't yeah. like by all means. I should not like her stuff. I, I don't like her in anything except I, for this. <laughs> but I, I fucking love Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. All right. Uh, so I was like, it's a Cameron Diaz movie yeah. and it's a Ben Stiller movie. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, I also really enjoy Ben Stiller. Yeah, this is at its peak. This um, is great Ben Stiller. Yes, and mm-hmm. so like, like this and Zoolander are my favorite Ooh, Ben Zoolander, Stiller ben movies. Stiller. Yeah, those, yeah. Are like, those are like my best yep. Zoolander movies. I mean, yeah. Ben, Stiller ben Stiller movies. Yeah, you're on for that. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I don't find this kind of comedy entertaining. I wouldn't think you would. I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's bored. It's it's kind of stupid and mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. But I laughed, so See, I guess it did what it wanted to do. No, it, it definitely does, yeah. and that's also what I'm saying. Like when I picked the movie, it's like I understand that we both understand like what a good movie is right. and what a comedy is, and especially like when you have you know the British comedies that we 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 watch, and we can see how Edgar Wright can use the camera to right. to transfer comedy or transmit comedy mm-hmm. and the like what i'm saying is this being an american comedy <clears throat> even if it's 10 times lower than what a british comedy would be <clears throat> not saying that it is right, right, but right. as far as in the united states this was decided that oh, it is yeah. the best comedy you know what i'm saying so like, I'm, I'm not even saying that it is the best comedy but it's just that if the our general audience that listens are mm-hmm. on that boat of this is the best comedy of that decade yeah. then i kind of want to like Get on the boat and be like, all right, let's be happy with you guys. Yeah, yeah. culturally, it was a really like oh, great yeah. comedy. Like specifically, like like as far as American comedies go, yeah. Like which I guess the classic American comedies would be those like American Pie style comedies. American Pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's American Pie. There's something about Mary that's sort of like slapstick, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, oh yeah. The plot exists not as a plot, but as a way to get you from gag to gag. Yes. That's kind of the com- the movie that this is. Oh yeah. Definitely. And and as far as like being that type of movie mm-hmm. which are a movie that i genuinely sort of generally not generally generally despise yeah um because there's nothing there's no substance in it mm-hmm. there's nothing in there nope 
It's just kind of people talking to the camera and making after funny jokes. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did enjoy about this movie is that everything felt planned out. My problem with those type of movies that I'm describing is that there's a lot of ad lib and a lot of improvisation. Mm. So what ends up happening is just people sitting in a room and there's just a camera pointed at them. Mm. And they just say funny things and then they cut to the next funny thing and mm. then they cut to the next funny thing and nothing happens. Yeah. But in this one, I felt like every time they're pointing a camera at someone, even if there was an ad lib, even if it was something like it just it did what it had to do. Yeah. And then it just went like, all right, fuck, let's move to the other thing. And I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Like, like as far as American comedies go, I think this is one of the best executed ones. I mean, I, I have this up here very high for American comedy mm-hmm. just because it is it does what it's supposed to do. It's right. funny. Right. <laughs> you know, so, like, it's a comedy that is very funny. Like, if I'm going to, like, I, the whole time I'm looking at it, I couldn't get Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright out of my mind. <laughs> I could not. And any, anyone that, that's not familiar with Edgar Wright, go back and listen to our mm-hmm. episodes. We have plenty of Or the Monty Pythons, which had, like, this really clever visual gags. Mm. And then, like, because Monty Python was nothing but gag after gag. Yeah, yeah. But they had really clever ways of presenting those gags mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, sort of work with the story, too. So There were, there was, like, certain things that it's, like, as a kid, I loved, like, this is one per, one particular scene, the Franks and Beans. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, he's, uh, Ben Stiller's in the bathroom, and uh, he, <laughs> they think that he's jacking off in the window. Shout out to Keith Davis, by the way. Yes. Did not realize I was in. Yeah, he was in, um, what was the thing? Or it, the, was, uh, it was in a couple of, uh, like, uh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. The thing, he was in Escape from New York? Mm. No, he was in the, the one with the glasses, Obey. Obey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. What yeah but he was in the John yeah, Carpenter yeah. movies. That's where mm-hmm. we picked up on him big. But yeah, yeah, he was in it. But yeah, they, they, they think that he's in there jacking off, you know, looking at Mary throughout the window, yeah. but he's really trying to pee. And then right. when they catch him, he tries to hurry up and zip his pants up real quick, and in the hurry, he zips up his dick and his balls yep. at the same time. Not the, a good feeling. The, uh, the fire department or the police, they want to know, how'd you get the beans above the frank? <laughs> you know, it was a step that was just like, how'd you get the beans above the frame? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah, and then the police get this like, how'd you get it even zipped all the way up? Yep. <laughs> you know, so but anyway, when I'm going to the, the Edgar Wright, as far as when you're um, using your editing style to 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 uh, translate the joke mm-hmm. is um, so it's like, all right, so you you already laying the tracks. That was the hardest part, you know. So we're just gonna go in and zip it down. It's not gonna be that bad. And a one, and a two, and a cut. We got a bleeder. <laughs> you know, it was like. Things like that. And then, like, Cameron Diaz is, like, holding his dick down with a blanket. Yep. <laughs> Immediately, like, I'm, like, editing choices like that. It's, like, if you were to give me a movie full of things like that, then it's, like, I couldn't not take anything from it, you know? But the fact that it was, like, it's still very, very funny, yeah. but it's just not technically, those technical things aren't throughout the movie. Right. And that's what, that's what I, like, my biggest disappointment with the movie is, because I saw that scene. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was this very surrealistic approach at comedy, mm-hmm. where, like, it happens, he's in there, the dad goes in, yep. calls the mom, and then they're all three of them are in the bathroom, the yeah. dude's holding his dick, and then yeah. the, the cop comes in through the window, yep. and then just like, all right, there's a How cop here now, here How now? Did that yeah. happen? and then the fucking fireman comes in, and he calls another fireman to come in. And so all of this shit is happening, and yeah. it's very surreal comedy, it's, and that part in itself was like a very sort of skit moment, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. But then it never really delves into that again. It never okay. really has one of those moments again. Well, not, I'm really not, sad about not that. Not for the editing, though, but like for over-the-top like gag, another one of my favorites, and I don't know if they could do it today, 
but um, it's the uh, with him and Puffy, with Ben Stiller and Puffy. Yeah. So um, I hated that scene. I so love much. that I scene so more much. than anything, just <laughs> because it goes back to like what I was talking about with um, why can't we see a, a kid being burned alive? No. It's like oh, because it hurts people too bad. I'm like, it's not real. It's goddamn movie. It's TV show. Mm-hmm. No, but people attach their emotions to it, so they don't care. They don't want to see it. And yeah. it's like when the dog is getting fucked up. Like I am loving that because you can finally see it. I'm like, it's funny, but it's like yeah. people love animals, so right. that they they or that might have been what your angle was. I no, love no, no. Animals. That was I just thought it was a stupid scene. Oh no, it was nah, I, the dog getting hit. Like was <laughs> I. Like, I actually laughed at parts because yeah. it, like, it's so ridiculous yes. and over the top. Yes. That just kind of like, all right, he's like fucking like pile driving the dog into the ground. Yes. You can't help but laugh at that. He is destroying this dog. Yeah. But it's like, I like the editing choice or the director's choice when um, they're fighting after he slams him a few times mm-hmm. and then he tries to poke the dog in the eyes and the dog blocks it to let you know that this is just so much of so a gag. Stupid, it's yeah. like, don't be concerned about the dog's <laughs> welfare. Like, he's all right. <laughs> you know? I think that's how you get around it. You yeah. just have to go so over the top that mm-hmm. we stop caring about how stupid it is yeah but the yeah. um but, but during that part where um how we get to that is i guess we should introduce the character because we don't know anyone yeah, we don't know involved in this movie so far yeah. uh so from the beginning um, yeah ben stiller yeah. dude named ted geeky dude yep. he's the movie just opens literally the day like the day before prom or yeah, something 1985 like prom yeah and then he's just like trying to find a day to prom and then he asks this one girl she's like nah like, nah, she's uh, smoking a cigarette against a tree. Like, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for some of that. Like, this is pure, like, 1985 high school. Like, yeah. Yeah, that is perfectly fine. Like, no <laughs> teacher is bothering you about smoking cigarettes. Nothing's wrong with cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, we don't fine. even have warnings on cigarettes in 1985. <laughs> like, like, not even no bullshit. <laughs> get, get all the cancer you want. That's yes. fine. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he has this girl out. She says no. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, all dejected and shit. And mm-hmm. then some guys start picking on some mentally handicapped dude. Yeah. And then... Someone tries to punch the mentally handicapped dude. Oh, yeah, he he um so he he has he has a thing about a baseball. Have you seen my baseball? Right. He's yeah, going, you yeah. see my baseball? Anybody see my baseball? And that's he his character was huge in pop culture too. Everyone was like mocking, pretending to be that guy. Yeah. Similar to um from the movie Scream, uh, Officer Doofy. Do you remember? I, I haven't seen Scream. But yeah, yeah, similar to that, yeah. where they just you see my baseball, and my baseball, and like that was huge yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like he's looking for this baseball, and like you said, they're making fun of him. He was like, Yeah, uh, I think she has your baseball, right. but she calls it something different. Yeah. And and I don't tell you what the different thing is, Mm-mm. which is another good editing choice. Mm-hmm. And and then just he goes up to this like hot girl like in the convertible with like a jock of a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, have you seen my wiener? You seen my wiener? And You're very, like, very wiener? confused. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> and it's what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was my like when that happened, I was just like what what? Mm-hmm. And like at that point, I, I'll be honest with you, I was I was considering texting you and going like why did you pick this movie? It's something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. No, but still, but like in um, is huge. huge. Donald Trump, fucking ass clown. It's ah fucking. Anyway, whatever. We'll talk about that orange cunt some other day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Um, damn that fucking. All right, it got me off track. Wiener. Wiener. All right. Yeah. So um. So yeah, he's uh, going over there and they're making fun of him. So then eventually he starts to fight him. Mary comes in. She was like, "That's my brother, you asshole, you fucking jerk." He was like, "All right, well, you know, you should look after him better." Yeah. Well, yada. the thing is that Ben Stiller like stepped in be mm-hmm. like before Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz walked got in, that. yeah, and defended the mentally handicapped dude. Yeah. And then and then she he gets knocked over and Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz is just like, "Oh, f- that's my brother. Fuck you, jerk." Whatever they interact and then yeah. she asks him to prom. 
Uh, yeah, she was, um, she, when they're walking, she's like, uh, mm-hmm. thanks, Ted. And she's like, no problem. And then, yeah, she asks him the problem later on. But what, one of my favorite lines in there, I don't think I even wrote that one down, but um, she's yeah. like, um, it's like, she knew my name. He was like, I have best friends that don't even know my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like showing what kind of character that, that Cameron Diaz is. And I like how that was written too, you know, because she, she had a mentally handicapped brother and she, she was a brand new student at the high school. Mm-hmm. And typically I hate to stereotype beautiful women like this in movies, but mm-hmm. well, I, I'm not stereotyping. That's what the stereotype is in the movies, yeah. that they're typically not nice to the, the dorks nerdy, or the loser yeah, yeah. nerdy type people. But it, it does make a bit of sense with where she's coming from, the new student and the sister of a handicapped uh, person mm-hmm. and someone that's looking after her brother, you know? Right, so right, it does right. a little bit make sense how yeah. that would happen. I mean, Cameron Diaz's yeah. character in this thing is interesting because she's like, Stereotypically, the hot girl at the yeah. school. Yeah. But in everything character-wise, she's the opposite of that. Yeah. Which I really, really loved. I thought it was like a cool. No, she was take. terrible. Yeah. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> she did that a number of times. She did cool. several times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and and here's another thing about. That. I know we're summarizing the movie, but here's mm. another thing. The movie has really good setups. Mm that turn into punchlines way later in the movie okay. that are not really jokes. They're just kind of like character moments. All right. And I love that. Like the Cameron Diaz saying, I'm fucking with you mm-hmm. all the time. At the end, that pays off with Ben Stiller going like, you're fucking with me, right? Mm-hmm. When she says, I'd be happiest with you. Yeah. And then we got moments with like the handicapped brother, which is like, he's got a thing with ears. Oh, with the ears, he'll, yeah. He'll never, like he won't, like, he doesn't like you to touch him unless you, unless he trusts you. Then he you. touches at the end of the movie. And the end of the movie, Ben mm-hmm. Stiller does the thing. And yep. Same thing with the dog. So, like, all of those things, some of them are used for gags, some of them mm. are character moments. But that's an important thing to have in a comedy movie. Oh, yeah. Because it keeps people, like, like if you do it enough times, people are waiting for the joke at yeah. the end of it. And yeah. that's important. The, um, that that uh, hair gel, the hair gel scene was, like, the biggest comedy gag for, like, five years. You could not get away from that gag. I was like, upset from like from Until, like, 2002. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so weird being removed from this yeah. because, like, in the time, like, I can't even think of any comedy of the last 10 years that was as big as this as far as pop culture yeah, when no, this came comedy. out. Like, this was huge <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can't even like i don't know how to make it any bigger than what it what it was but it's just like when that that scene to where and looking at it the second time like when you watch this movie the first time and he's jacking off in the in the bathroom and that's something that uh, a lot of people took with them like you're walking out there with a loaded gun you're going on dates with a loaded yep, gun i remember that being yeah. a part like people said that all the time when yeah. i was a kid yeah and it was like before that movie it's yeah. like some people kind of thought about that but that was never like a reference in a movie right after that it was just like yeah you already know you're walking around with a loaded gun that means you need to jack off or release some goddamn semen before you go out. Yes. So it just became part of like our pop culture uh, jargon, you know, after that. But, um, but that, but that one scene in particular, it's a one offer. Yeah. Because like when you see it the first time and then he's jacking off and then he looks up at the ceiling, it's like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Just on the floors on the ground. So it's like, you don't really know where it's going. So when you get to the door and then you see that it's on his ears, like, oh shit, we didn't, I didn't get the shit. But if you've yeah. seen the movie a number of times, when he goes in the bathroom, you're immediately looking at his face and looking to see where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. It's not there. No, they, they, uh. they, they place it there at the door scene. Yeah. But the entire time that he's in the bathroom, he turns around a number of times and it's not Nothing on there. his person whatsoever. It's just a joke purely for the joke. Purely for the joke but yeah. if you watch it the first time through it's just like oh shit i didn't notice it was on his ear the same way he didn't notice it was on his ear right but yeah that is a one-off joke it's yeah, super one-off is, joke <laughs> yeah and then that's a one bullet gun <laughs> she takes the hair gel which 
for whatever reason, have you ever used someone else's hair gel no, off their face? No. <laughs> off fuck? their face, but she takes some of the of the cum off of his ear, dripping down. Which that that is some strong semen. Yeah. You see very, that very, very, very sort of coagulated. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Co- coagulated. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. It was. She takes that and then you puts it in her hair, and her hair is just stiffed up. It's. I yep. mean, as, as semen would do. <laughs> you know, it just makes her hair stiff as a fucking board, and she's walking around in the next scene, looking yeah. like that for the for the gag because come. Yeah. Because yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's semen. Yeah. Isn't American comedy hilarious? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. But but I'm saying that's. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but I hate to like be like that. It is funny, but it's just like for like the it is, but Listen, it's, it's not smart. Okay, okay, it's, it's not definitely smart not smart. Comedy. It's definitely yeah, not, it's smart. not smart comedy. One hundred percent not smart, but yeah. it's it's super funny. It's super funny. Some here's the thing, and this is one of those another, like another interesting cultural bits mm-hmm. about it. First of all, I'm not a fan of American comedies. Mm-hmm. I've never been. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Jim Carrey ones were my favorite ones. Okay. So I'm already like disassociated from that. But also mm-hmm. I'm 23, mm-hmm. born in 1995, mm-hmm. 1995. Yeah. And then it's 2018. Yes. And the culture has changed so much. Dramatically. That this movie is nothing short of problematic. Oh, yes. You can't make this movie today. It's awful. You it cannot make awful. this movie today. Uh, this is not an awful movie. But you, <laughs> no, can, you no, can no, no. Like, it's awful how problematic it is. Oh, like, okay. The, yeah, the yeah. themes are problematic. That, I mean, that's. I think that's why I enjoy some of these yeah. older things, because it's just like, it's they're stuck in their time to where you yeah. can't make that movie again. No. You can't You can't have a guy say, uh, you know, really, uh, this job right here is only a, a side thing for my true passion. Mary's like, oh, what's that? He's like, uh, oh, I work with retards. Right. <laughs> like, isn't that a little politically incorrect? It was like, yeah, maybe, but... But hell, no one's gonna tell me who who and who I can't work with. It's like it's just like you can't even go out like that whole like, gag of saying retard over and over right. and over, and him not getting that that's not an okay thing to do. Like you can't do that in 2018. But right, in, and if you and if you have to do it, you have to subvert it in a way mm. that the punchline is not the retard. Yeah, it's or the word different. retard. Yeah. The punchline is the fact that he's saying retard, mm. and something happens because he says it. Yep. So you have to subvert that sort of PCness now. Yeah. To do it, which I think is interesting, and you can get some really good dark humor out of that shit. But it's kind of it's kind of like um, if you're entertained by a fart joke, then that is funny to you. But if right. you're not, then that's never going to be funny to you. Right? You know, if you're if you're entertained by by a Samuel Jackson motherfucker, 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 and then it's like <laughs> you, you're like, oh, that's good. You know, but yeah. for some people, it's like that's not good. You right. know, but so it's like it just depends on what you're in the mood for, yeah. really. And, like, I really appreciate the movie for, like, the time that it's made in. Like, I don't oh, yeah. think I have a problem with the movie using all the sort of, like, what at the time would be, like, okay humor and now is considered a little bit shocky. A whole lot shocky. Um, yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not offended by the movie. I think just, like, the worst part about the movie is that this trope, in terms of, like, problematic, it's that the trope that this this dudes think that they deserve this woman purely because they fall like, infatuated with yeah. her. And they're all lying to her and like sort of pretending to be someone they're not. And mm-hmm. then at the end, when they tell her to make a choice, yeah. And then everybody's just like, "Well, you're all you're leading us all on," and she's done nothing of well, the sort. Well, the assholes. I mean, but the, the assholes are doing that. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's like the biggest theme of the movie, uh, which is like all of these people like thinking that they own this woman. Well, the, uh, the jerks. I mean, it was like yeah. because like they. I don't want to make it look like they, that we have good men who feel like they deserve a woman. We have people that are painted as terrible. Right, right, know? right, right, right. Yeah. But like that, we don't get the we don't get the the play out as like 
terrible. Like, we don't get that payoff of them being, like, terrible people. I think mm. until, like, the end. Like, for me, it just felt like all of these people thought that they were infatuated with a woman. And it sends, uh, it sends the message that if you love someone enough, you should, like, you should just never stop trying. You know, like, that perseverance about following a woman romantically. Like, it's been 13 years later, and this dude still sung up in this chick uh, and all of that it's just an idea that is it's problematic and then people will miss the problematic part of it and think that that is the way to go and uh, they'll ignore the fact that jerks are the people that are doing this and they're presented negatively that, that's what I, and then yeah. they embraced they embrace that part of the movie i mean that's being true that's like i, I, I can't i can't take a point off for that i'm not because, taking a point of the movie yeah. i'm just saying that like that's like the, the most problematic thing of the movie you know, but I'm not. It's not affecting like how I perceive the movie. Yeah. It's just like I'm just pointing out the difference and the way that men and women interacted in the '90s versus like now. Yeah. And why the movie today would just be not funny to a lot of people. Oh yeah, today it wouldn't. Yeah, Clearly yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. And then like that idea about like just people claiming ownership of somebody, specifically a woman, mm. is like a, it's an idea that now that if you don't condemn it in a specific way in a movie or something like that, it becomes a huge factor as to why the movie's not accepted. Mm. It's just like, it's just like the culture changed so much that that particular theme of the movie is just nowhere near okay now. I, I don't know about that part, just because, like I said, how terribly they were painted. Like, at one point, it was like, are you a murderer? We think maybe he is a murderer. Another person is like, he's pretending to be on crutches and that he's mm -hmm. like a paraplegic almost. Right, right, right. You know, it's like, so it's like the people that are doing these, these things in pursuit of a woman that they think they own, they are painted as like terrible, terrible, terrible people. So it's like for, I guess, the layman to watch it and put themselves in the shoes of a oh, terrible person. You know what I'm saying? Like, then yeah. it's just like, I can't... Do you know, and this it's the same thing, like, when people that like Rick and Morty, mm -hmm. and they, they idolize Rick Sanchez, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to like Rick Sanchez. Of course not. The people that do that, that idolize Rick Sanchez, are the type of people that idolize these four guys that are in love with me. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't yeah. think I can, um, I can kind of... Uh, say anything negative like towards like the writing or the direction yeah. of it even if it was coming out today just because you p shit people are shit people and it's like he's not doing yeah, anything yeah, to yeah. provoke like, the shit I'm not, people I'm not you know? saying that the movie deserves a point of, I'm not crossing the movie negatively because yeah. of that I'm just saying that it's a cultural item mm. that happens because the movie was made in the late 90s oh definitely like that was a theme in the, in the late 90s and early 90s just in the 90s in general, yeah. that existed throughout a lot of American comedies. The guy trying to make the girl fall in love and the oh, girl yeah. is uninterested. Oh, yeah. It is a problematic theme. Mm. Just this movie happens to portray the people that do that negatively. Oh, yeah. yeah. But in the 90s, a lot of movies didn't. Yeah. And so, like, that's the problematic theme. That's the only thing that I'm saying, that it's just problematic. Okay. Um, and, like, if, if that was the plot point today, mm. it just wouldn't exist, you know, because it would just be chastised so much. But I, it worked for the end of the movie. I didn't like that. I honestly, can I just say I didn't like that he, her, and Ted ended up together. Really, I didn't like it. I like that a lot. It's nah. just because like when, when you get in the room, like they had that last scene to where it was like, okay, well, you got to make a choice. You know, who is it that you're going to take? You know, yada, yada. And Ben, Ben Stiller's character with Ted, he was the only one that didn't say anything. Right. And on top of that, he was like, he just wanted her to be happy. He wanted her mm -hmm. to be happy so much so that he thought that, um, that her and Brett were not together because Brett was making fun of her uh, handicapped Warren. boyfriend. Yeah. He found Warren. out that that wasn't Brother. true. Hmm? 
Brother. Yeah, bro- what did I say? Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. her handicap. Uh, that Brett was making fun of her handicapped brother. Yeah. That uh, that Ben Stiller went out of his way to contact Brett and was like, "Hey, I want Mary to be happy. You you two should still be together. I'm taking myself out of this situation totally." Right. You know. So when he was able to do that, then I'm like, "Yeah, you do deserve her because you want her to be happy and happy alone, even if it's not with you." Yeah. So it's like that. At that point, I was like, "Yeah, you deserve she. If, if she's gonna choose someone, then she chooses him. I'm not upset by that." See, for me, just everybody was such an asshole. Ben Stiller wasn't though. <laughs> he was kind of. He was to to her. Yeah. How? I mean, he he hired a PI. Yes. To find her mm-hmm. because he couldn't. He couldn't locate her. He didn't know where she was at. Right, but to hire a PI. I oh, mean, no, 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 no. You're, you're thinking about this person that's born in '95 when the internet already exists. No no, 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 no. Because I know, I know that like social media makes this movie not happen anymore. Like not even social media, oh. internet. Yeah, yeah, like, it makes this movie not, <laughs> not happen. Yeah. But I'm not talking about that. It's just like he hires a PI mm-hmm. to track her down. Yeah. But then after the PI tracks her down, the PI tells her that she's like 250 pounds. Yeah. But, but, tells her these negative uh, things. Uh, do, 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 deuce, 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 yeah, deuce, 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 deuce and a half. Yeah. <laughs> So he says all this shit, yeah. and then immediately Stiller is kind of put off yeah. by the idea. Yeah, and I get that he comes back around, but mm-hmm. like it's just like for someone that he's loved for thirteen years, should would you really care? Like, do you pay someone to find her? Yeah, do you care what the guy tells you about what she's like? Just find her, go talk to her. What? No, like that idea of like he backed off because he wasn't she wasn't as attractive as he thought. He was in his mind. No, but you look at all the things that's going on with her. She's a deuce, deuce 50. She has four kids by three different men. You know, she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get the idea. But like the, 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 the scene, really, I had a problem with that scene because the scene focused on the, her not being attractive, Physi- yeah. her not being physically attractive for way longer than it focused on any of the other things. Okay. And like, he, that, that was like the first hint of that. And I was just like, okay. Whatever this guy is, but, I don't care about no, this man. No, but even even after he said the the, the, the deuce deuce fifty, he ah, was still okay. more interested. He was like, okay, well, like I mean, people gain weight, and then he went on because like he was yeah. still comfortable. But like Matt Dillon's character wanted to steal Cameron Diaz for himself. No, 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 I, I get that. I so just didn't like any of these men, and like none no, no, of them. No, 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 none no of I'm, them I'm just explaining why Ben Stiller wasn't the ter- a terrible person here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like I said, he he hears he hears that she's two hundred fifty pounds, and he's still not put off. He's like, kind of like, ah, uh, you know, well, all right. And then uh, Matt Dillon was like, well, you know when you have the four kids by three different men and this amount of time that'll happen to you. Nah. So then he's still like, oh, really? This, this, and this? So he's still kind of on the boat. And then she was like, oh, well, yada, she's going to be going off to Japan. So it's like, it wasn't to where he heard she's 250 pounds and he was done. Like, nah. he was still on the boat. And then it was like, oh, and she has three kids by four different men. Oh, I'm kind of still on the boat. Oh, and this, this, and this. And nah. it was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of discouraged. Like, I don't nah. know if I want to get into this. You know, and it's like, how can you blame someone? Why? Why would, is that a situation you want to jump into? No, it's, it's it's not like it's just like the way the scene was presented. There was considerable more amount of screen time devoted to like the physical attractiveness and why Ben Stiller would still be interested in her, based purely on an idealized version that he has of her in her head. Yeah, that is that I just didn't. I just didn't like it. It doesn't. I just didn't. Any of the male characters in this movie, I don't care anything about. I don't care about Ben, ben Stiller's good character. Guy. He's all right. Is it like personal, like a personal issue, or just like the movie pre- presented it? No, to it's you just going? like it's, it's, it. It might be like it may be just like a, like a difference of opinion in terms of like the way that that person sort of exists. But like the way that portrayed Ben Stiller, he just didn't do anything particularly interesting. He wasn't interesting. He was, he he was, was nice kinda, to the he was nice to the handicapped brother. He yeah, he was nice. He was nice to the, ni- he was nice to the brother. Yeah. 
it's like he goes out of his way with the dog and gets attacked by the dog and still tries to help the dog. Yeah. He takes an just, injured dog with him, like yeah. and carries it everywhere. Yeah. Like he's the good guy of the movie. Like Yeah, I but <laughs> I just I just don't think that, that makes him that makes him deserve anything or anybody, you know? But like but I'm saying, but like give me the, the reasons. I just <laughs> I just genuinely didn't like, like him. A personal issue. It's not a personal, I just didn't like him. But I why? just like there's something about him in this movie. And like like Matt Dillion's character and then the other yeah those guy. Are, they're supposed to be bad uh, and, they and are. Yeah, yeah those are just I just they're just supposed to be unlikable yes very much but they're supposed to be unlikable in the way that they become comedic relief when their unlikability mm. becomes the thing that crucifies them in the mm, end mm. but I just they were just so unlikable to me that they weren't even funny I just didn't want them on screen mm. but Ben Stiller was just kind of like. He was the likable guy. Yeah. He was the good guy yeah. of the film. And he did all of the right things. But I always felt like in, like in the back of Ben Stiller's character, that was just like ends to a mean, you know, that he's only doing all of these things. Not because he genuinely cares, but because he has an idealized version of Mary that he wants to be with. And this is the way to get that idealized version, you know. He never admits to the, the PI thing un- until she's confront- and then she confronts him to yeah. it. Yeah. And even then, he just kind of like, he tries to play it off as like something that didn't happen and then admits it, mm. but he doesn't tell her the circumstances. It's just a bunch of like, like it's a tiny things about Ben Stiller characters that I just didn't. But even even that, that like idealized version of him, even after that shattered, he still wants her though. And that's why I'm like, you're a better person than me because if you say that some girl that I liked has gained and now she weighs 250 pounds, mm-hmm. she has three kids by four different men and she's going off to Japan, you know, to be some, um, some uh, sumo bride or whatever mm-hmm. you call her, who's like, yeah. you know, weighing by the pound, then I'm out the boat like you're you're like automatically looking at his character you're a better person than me because i'm not jumping in that situation and even with that he was like you know what i still want to find her i still i really love mary i still want to find her even if she is disgusting and terrible and everything that they spent 10 minutes on there just describing how terrible she looks even if she is that i still want her there there's just there really is something that I find really problematic about Ben Stiller's character. I, I can't move quite, on. <laughs> I, I can't quite put it into words yeah. right now, so I want to move on from it. But yeah. I just, there's something that I find problematic about his character, right. and I'm not into it. Yeah, <laughs> that was like what? I'm just, not, I'm, there's just something. There's really something that I find problematic about the way that he handles I, I, like the I, romance. I want to stay, stick with it, you know, yeah. but I, but I'm not going to because we're not going anywhere with it. Right, right, but it's right. just like I, I mean, don't... I can think about it some more, but yeah. it's just like. It's just I've seen that kind of man around, like I like I just in my personal life, and I just never liked that kind of man. That's like I think it's more personal than the movie then. Yeah, but like, like the movie presents him as that. But I and just like, gave examples movie, how it didn't though. But it's a problematic presentation of a character. No matter like it's a product of the time. It's it is it is but, a product of the time, but it is problematic. But he's showing that he's not that person though. No, he's, he still has those problematic characteristics attached to him as a character. They never really change. The only thing that changes at the very end is when he just goes like, I just, just be happy. I just want you to be happy. Yeah. That's fine. But that, my problem with that ending is that it doesn't negate all the shitty things that he did to her, you know? Like hiring the PI and then lying to her about it and never coming up about it. And then we have this weird montage where he's going on dates about it. Do you feel it's like a dishonesty. Hiring? It's a dishonesty. Yeah. I don't like the dishonesty that attached to his character. Now, that's something we can go yeah, on to. I don't we, like the dishonesty attached to his character. That's something that, that's, now that's, that's something. Yeah. All right. 
So, I, but I don't, we haven't talked about the movie much. But yeah, yeah. But all right. But if you don't like him because of his dishonesty, then that's that's at least something that we can point a finger on. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, we can point a finger to the fact that it's problematic. I still think that's a valid argument. That's He's not. a very problematic character. No, but it's like whenever you throw it, then I rebuttal, and then it's just like, eh. But like, but but him being a um a liar, like that's that's objective. Yeah, it's, it's just it's not your opinion. I don't like these type of people. That is what it is. Him like being problematic didn't. is not purely a. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, so we're yes. not going to. Let's move on. No, but um. So Ben Stiller, Cameron Diaz, uh, Matt Dillon, and I can't think of the other guy's name, but he played a pizza guy. Yeah. But in reality, he was posing as like an architect, I believe. He was an architect friend of Cameron Diaz that used crutches because he was an orthopedic surgeon. Orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like he's pretending like, so there's three different men that are all trying to get in Cameron Diaz's mm -hmm. pants simultaneously. And by the end of the movie, we see that there's another man who was messing with, who was the lady that uh, that was living with Cameron Diaz, the older lady? Uh, Mag. 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 What, what, whatever. Whatever the relationship was with them two. She, that, um, there she was rented a, the apartment next door. There was a, uh, there's an older man living with Mag. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know what? Nope, I wasn't even into you. I was just messing with you to get to Mary. You know, mm -hmm. so it was like... Everyone is like, that's why the movie is called There's Something About yeah. Mary, because just there's some unreasonable thing that is drawing all these men to Mary yeah. in a very unrealistic, uh, unrealistic comic way, comedic right, right, way. Right. You know, so it's like, that's what I'm really loving about it, because like it's not supposed to be real or based in reality. It's just complete farce and slapstick and yeah, just yeah. throw it all out there type of thing. It's just I think that's what really made it. What, how big it was in the 90s. You yeah. know, I think that's what, what carried it, you know, to where, the way it I think was. The, I think the comedy is effective. Like, the, uh, the, comedy, the comedy works. Oh, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't laugh a whole lot through the entire movie, but I laughed at parts. I laughed at the dog getting his ass kicked. I laughed at the, the laugh at the beginning where it was clearly set up for a joke where, like, Warren just throws Ben Stiller around. Like, oh, he whoops that ass. Yeah, it just Warren didn't do anything for me. Up. He has yeah. the, uh, the the mental handicap strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. can't say retard strength. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a bit by somebody? That was a bit by... Probably, I don't know. I, I've heard that before. It was a bit somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, fucking, like, that part I didn't laugh at. The I, I, I laughed at, the, like, the subtle miscommunication things. But, like, it's just, as far as comedies go, it's well executed. But the kind of comedy that it is is not fantastic comedy. You know, mm. it's not great comedy. It's it's funny, but it's, it's like it's like a, it, 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 it's a thing that like a lot of like this American comedy movies have. Like they'll make you chuckle, but there's no depth to any of the jokes. It's like it's it, it reminds me back to like the, the Model T Ford argument. Mm -hmm. It's like if we look at it in 1950, you'd be like, shit, this is a very well made car. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like this something about Mary 1998. You'd be like, this is an amazing comedy. Name me a comedy that's better than something about Mary in 1998. And we're talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And you'd be like, uh, The Mask just came out not too long ago. Be like, all right, well, it's not The Mask. Is, it's not The Mask is a funnier. What's something else? Uh, you I know, do so think The Mask is a funnier movie than something about Mary. I mean, yeah. that, that would be opinion, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> by what America decided, right, you know, yeah. what was like, I'm, I'm, this movie was huge. No, no, I get that it was huge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm saying just, just by that, it was just impossible to get away from. But but what, what I'm saying is in 1998, be like this is a very well made movie in comparison yeah. to like the Model T Ford in 1950. This is a very well made car. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody, everybody, and their mama is buying a Model T Ford because it is the best version of that car they've ever yeah. seen. And in 1998, this is one of the best comedies that we have seen in the past 10 years. Yeah. You know, but 20 years from now, it's it just kind of hard to look back at the Model T Ford and be like, y'all had no idea what you're doing. It's not funny. It's not good. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, it's not 
true because at the time this is where this is all we had to work with and from what we had to work with we made the best product that was around yes yeah. you know i don't think i, I I'm, I'm not giving the movie any negative points just for the the time product of time that yeah. it's in i'm not doing that yeah but just as a comedy as effective as the comedy elements were mm. a lot of them just weren't funny or interesting to me i've just never That's, been a fan I, of cool that type that. of comedy yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, it was big in 1998, yeah. but maybe if I had, maybe if I was 23 back in 1998, I would have found it funny. No, I mean, it's, I'm, but, it's just the, it wasn't funny to me instead yeah. of it wasn't funny just because we are critics. And it's just like, when we say this movie wasn't shot well, mm -hmm. as opposed to this movie wasn't shot well, in my opinion. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the movie, yeah. like it's executed great. Yeah. Like okay. other comedy things are executed fantastic. Yeah. They just right. didn't make me laugh. Okay. Uh, but I agree. The comedy is executed really well. Yeah. The cinematography is really well. Yeah. The ca the camera work is simplistic, oh, but yeah, it does but its, its purpose. It sure does, yeah. Um, the I like the structure of the movie with these narrators going oh, in and yeah. out. Oh yeah, that's like a nice recurring gag. Yeah. The thing about this movie is that I feel like this movie would have been a way funnier movie if it relied a little bit more on the surreality of these characters, mm. like the surreality of like the policeman and the fireman and the dad and the mom and everybody crowding in that bathroom watching him rip his balls out. Mm. Like, that moment of surreality would have been amazing for the rest of the movie because we got those elements in. We've got the element of, like, the the song narrators. Like, mm -hmm. are they real? Are they really in the background? Turns out they are because at the end, some guy fucking shoots them. Yep. So I feel like the comedy, if it, if it had written more on that yeah. rather than the gags and the physical slapstick mm -hmm. comedy of it, it would have been a much more... It would It would have been a better composed comedy. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it would have been a better composed I can co-sign on that hardcore. That being said, the moments of comedy that I decided to go for mm. were well executed. Oh, yeah. They're just not moments of comedy that I think are funny. Mm. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Just, well, I'm not with you, but I understand that. Right, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, like, it's fine. It's like I, I, watch, I watched um, uh, Friday the 13th with mm -hmm. my daughter, and she's uh, 10 years old. Right. And she was like, this isn't scary. No. <laughs> you know? But I'm like, what are you? But in 1987, when I watched this, I had nightmares for years. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. This was the scariest movie. We still talk about goddamn Freddy Krueger right now. True. You know, yeah. but to my 11-year-old daughter, the thing that was terrifying to not only me, but the entire United States mm -hmm. does nothing to her. Nah. Not effective, you know. But it's like she—I I would if she says to me, "Daddy, this movie sucks. It stinks." I'll be like, "Fuck you, daughter," <laughs> you know, because you're wrong, you know. But but it's just like that's that's just what it is. Like, that, that's why I was making that comparison to the Model T Ford because it's just like I understand it's just like why it doesn't affect you because this is super duper dated. Yeah. I mean, it's super duper. I dated. mean, it's a product of the time. Mm. It's it's problematic comedy now, mm. and being 23 in today's culture, I have to point out those problems and those problematic things yeah. because they're they're a part that's how culture gets better you know that's how comedy doesn't dive into that again so you know like into that i, I wouldn't I'm, i don't i wouldn't mind that for the sake of comedy though just because i don't i don't feel like there should be boundaries to comedy i don't think there should be boundaries to comedy but there there's got to be an evolution of culture and I'm i think that. that the the, yes. the treatment of women in this particular film mm. is at the very best problematic and at worst, it's just, it's gross, you know? Uh, I just, I just, I just thought it was like, like, it's not offensive. It's really not. But it's, it's like there. It's like borderline. Like, the way that, that Mary is spoken about in this movie, she's objectified so often. Mm. She's a gag because all these other men are into her. And, like, the story begins about how these men act, trying to get ownership of this one woman. You know, like, yeah. those things are things that I can't shake off. 
And sure, it's a 1998. It's not going to affect my rating of the movie. But those are things that we have to talk about because it, it, at the time it was like trying, it was like politically incorrect of a film too. Yeah. Like, I, like people applauded it for being politically incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't think that's enough now. You know, with like the lens of today, I don't think that's enough. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just I, I miss, I kind of, I don't miss being in a, um, a regressive time. Right. But what I do miss is that everyone wasn't like so, and not saying that we're being uptight in the situation, right. but that is just that we could kind of laugh at things. It's like we understand that what we're doing right now is politically incorrect and we know we're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, and, yeah. That's and, I, and I like that approach. I yeah. really do like that approach to comedy. Yeah. And I love the people that do that sort of shock. Humor because yeah. it shakes people up and yeah. it keeps sort of comedy interesting. Yeah. But at, there's some there's some things that we have evolved past that are never going to be touched again in the realm of comedy. Mm. And I think the objectification of Cameron Diaz's character is a particularly problematic thing that I don't mm. think comedy has to return to or has any particular need to return to in order to create something funny that is emulative of that time. Mm. I, I just think that we can stay away from that part of that movie and make an m- interesting, more character-driven comedy out of those two characters in that situation without the, the sort of underplayed objectification of Cameron Diaz. Mm. So I think that like, like it, it just, it's just a part of the movie that I didn't. I was just uncomfortable watching the movie. And it's not the movie's fault. I'm just 23 in, 20, in 2018. Yeah. Um, but if that movie were made today, that objectification would have to be subverted Ooh, yeah, into something, and there would have to be direct repercussions yeah. for that objectification. Mm-hmm. And the like, the man would have to, you know, got that. And I think that if this movie were made in today, she wouldn't be with any of the men. No, she wouldn't be with anybody. She would just tell she, everybody to, to fuck leave. Off. Hell yeah. yeah! And and that's that's just like my biggest problem with the movie is just the way that the narrative kind of took place. Because there was no real structure. It was just kind of like, this happens to get us to this guy, and this happens to get us to this guy, yes. and this happens to get us to the other guy. Yep. So it's just loose, and it's just kind of like... Mm. That's, I guess that's why I was okay, besides the fact yeah. that I thought that Ben Stiller was like a good guy. The reason I didn't mind them being together, mm-hmm. even though I typically don't like happy endings, right. like because I don't believe life has happy endings, like they yeah. just kind of loose. But I was okay with this, because what you were saying, just you're going from one gag to get you to the next, to get you to yeah, the next. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it was just, oh, Brett Favre, and Brett Favre, we didn't talk about him. Brett Favre, at the time... Um, that's a fo- he's a football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you knew who Brett Favre was. I, I didn't know, but I Googled him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. um, in 1997, when they're filming this, Brett Favre was a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. and he was a one-time Super Bowl champion. Right. But um, but still very young. Like right now, you'll see Brett Favre as a 60-year-old man selling yeah. Wrangler jeans on right. commercials. You know, but back then, he was hot enough to be in a movie and be dating Cameron Diaz, you know, which was a right. huge thing to have Brett Favre, you know, in the movie at the time. So we're just going from one gag of oh there's three men after her oh the guy Brett was actually Brett Favre oh shit Woogie was actually Wojnarowski or whatever yeah. his name is so there's like five guys now there's six guys now mm-hmm. you know there's just so many people into it so it's like the gag going to the gag and by the time we got to the end there's five and six people in there and mm-hmm. then she just decides to choose somebody I was like I don't mind like she could have chose no one or she could have chose to be with fucking Woogie the fucking foot person but yeah. I still would have felt the exact same because like you said it's just like there's not a structure of it, this has to happen. It's right. just let's go from this point to this point to this point for the laughter. Yeah, yeah. But but at at some point, like I just felt like 
we lost the interesting thing about the characters and it just all became about the gag. Yeah. Like at some point, like halfway through the film, like, because early through the film, we have the interesting characters, you know, Ben Stiller, he's kind of a dorky guy yep. that just happens to be in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to find her, but then that's, there's nothing else interesting about him. I, you find out he's a writer and that doesn't come back until he's in a date with... I forgot he was a writer. Cameron, yeah, until he's one of the date with Cameron Diaz. It's just like, all right, so why don't we do something with the character that joins that idea together with Cameron? Like, you know, like, it's, there's just... It's just laugh for laughter's sake and there's no real depth in storytelling. That's, and and I, I don't like that. I mean, that's just what it was in, yeah. in the 90s. And the, the Fairley brothers made so much stupid money off of yeah. like for like a five to seven year window they just could not miss with comedies like after this came out then the movie me myself and irene with yeah. um with jim carrey, jim carrey yeah um and renee zellwicker huge comedy yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and it's the same type of thing slapstick just nothing but comedy straightforward yeah, comedy yeah. but i think know? the interesting thing about me myself and irene versus this movie is that me myself and irene is about the character that Jim Carrey is yes, playing. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm just going into the narrative yeah. of it. But, you know, but the uh, Fairly Brothers, they do this. They do Me, Myself, and Irene. They do uh, Stuck Together with mm-hmm. uh, Matt Damon, and I forget who the other person played with him. Maybe it was That'd Jack That would be funny Black. if it was Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was just like two twins, and they're two Samoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Siamese twins stuck together. I remember that movie. Yeah. yeah, but it was like they just had so many of those type of slapstick type of comedies mm-hmm. that were just blockbuster films. Yeah. So it was just... Like, I may have been, like, a prisoner. Well, we all, America, the world was prisoner of the moment, the times that we were in. Mm -hmm. But locked inside of that box with this movie is just, it's paralyzing. It's like, Mm -hmm. whenever, it's just at at the time, it's kind of like, what's Independence Day? Independence Day. Everybody's seen it. Everybody can reference it. You immediately have friends if you've seen this movie. Because anywhere that you go, if you reference it, then everybody else knows the reference too. You know, so it was was just one of those kind of cultural, iconic movies Mm -hmm. that if you've seen it, then anywhere you go, everybody else has seen it too. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge movie culturally. Oh, yeah. I just didn't care for it i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, but it was just like the reason i picked it because like i said it's a huge yeah. movie and i'm like as soon as we talk about there's something about mary mm-hmm. we can put it up there and there's a lot of people that love it so i'm yeah. just like we can i think i think the movie has interesting moments i mm-hmm. think the movie has moments where i was just like there was something to mine mm-hmm. and they didn't mm-hmm. and i think that it's well shot it's well written and the the gangs are protect particularly well executed mm-hmm. not taking any points away from that no i just didn't enjoy it just There's nothing watching. wrong with that. Um, so, what, why would you rate fucking There's Something About Mary? Fucking There's Something About Mary. Um, <laughs> uh, something About Mary, it is a comedy, so it's like, I have to grade it as a comedy. Um, eight. An eight? Yeah. All right. Eight. And that's that's lower than any ratings have given it. <laughs> so, it's like, I, but I have to give it an eight. Yeah. No, I, I'm not particularly impressed. I'll give it above average, like a six, 6.5. That's terrible. Yeah. It's just like it's it's an alright movie. It's 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 American. It's it's that classic American comedy. I've never mm-hmm. been a fan of them, so I just don't think they're interesting. <laughs> they're not. not it's well executed. That's what that's what you're grading for. No. Like what not what Brian thinks. Because if I'm giving like my opinion on movies, then I'm shitting on a lot of movies. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, but, but like I, I think the movie's well executed. But I'm not gonna give it a higher rating in terms of like. Like technicality, sure, it's great, but the writing and the, the there's so many missed opportunities there that I just can't. The writing isn't interesting to me, and the performances, apart from Cameron Diaz and Ben Stiller, were subpar and average. So you know, that's just kind of what I'm giving it six point five. 
<laughs> All right. So that is a collective seven. I guess, yeah. If you 6.5 average, and you wanna, 8. Is that 7? I'm not good at math. If you want to average it out, I'm sure there's something. Is that a 7, though? Probably 7 point something. You're not good at math either. We yeah. both suck at math. <laughs> but 8 and 6.5 is somewhere you, between you, a 7 or so. If you <laughs> add it, if you add it, that's like 13.5. and you Divide, divide it by, that two, by 2. That's about 7 point. That's about, the average is going to be like 675 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So almost 7. So 7. Let's call it 7. Uh, collectively. Yeah. Math. Fuck math. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there, that's there's something about Mary. Yep. Cameron Diaz is fantastic. I oh, love yes. Cameron Diaz. Great movie. Uh, no wonder this movie was huge. I'm just not into it. Uh, that being said, we're gonna close and go into the television and movie premiere. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, bye. It's just movies are movies are an interesting thing, and review review movies is interesting. Like film criticism is fascinating. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something about Mary, man. Shit. Let's knock this out quickly. Yes, do it. I fucking it turn my phone off. Oh my god. Can you hold on? Let me hold on. Fuck me. I can I can do this part by myself if you want to. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I got a message. Yeah. If you got a message, I can do it. You can pack up. Let's hold on. Let's go ahead and go. Let's start okay. while this is happening. Okay. Go. Go for it. Television and movie premieres. Let's do it. Sorry, I thought I already did that. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Give us a rundown on what's coming out next week and just read through the list. Doesn't matter. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm running late for an appointment, so yeah. it's going to be very quick. I'll, we gave you a lot in the uh, the opening and the middle. Yeah. So uh, television and movie premieres. Uh, this week, television movie premieres start Tuesday, July the 24th through Monday, July the 30th. First thing is Tuesday, July the 24th, Liza Schesinger, Elder Millennial. Uh, so this is a, um, she's a millennial, but she was like the last, well, the, the, like well, the, the first, earliest thing, yeah, the earliest. Yeah, the earliest yeah. thing that can be classified as a millennial. Yeah. yeah Interesting. So she, yeah. Eliza Schlesinger. What yeah. kind of race is that? Would you think? Schlesinger. Jessinger, Jewish? That doesn't sound, that yeah, sounds, a little, sounds a little Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Elder Millennial. It's a comedy special on Netflix this Tuesday, July the 24th. Uh, the next thing is going to be on Friday, July the 27th. Orange is the new black That's is coming still back. still going on? Wasn't that off for like two years? I was off for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, it is finally coming back. Um, Orange is the New Black is coming up for a brand new season. Cannot wait for that. Um, the next thing that's coming out is Sunday, July the 29th, Comedy Central Roast of Bruce Willis. That's going to be a miserable <laughs> Did you hear experience. that Bruce Willis came out and said that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie? Fuck it, you is what I say to it, you, it, Bruce Willis. It takes, yeah, it takes, Willis. it takes place in Christmas. Come on, man. Mm. That's a Christmas movie. Is it is, uh, a, is it a Thanksgiving movie? Uh, no. Easter, Fourth no. of July. It's a Christmas. You know, movie. you know, you, and do you know why we know it's a Christmas movie? Because it happens literally on the twenty fourth of December. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It God. is literally in the like in the opening credits of the movie. It says twenty fourth of December, nineteen something. In the goddamn dialogue, there <laughs> yeah. is ho ho ho, motherfucker. <laughs> there's Christmas trees. There's Christmas sweaters. <laughs> there's it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Like what are you talking about? I love my defying the. Fine, the Finding quality for a Christmas movie from now on will be ho, 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 motherfucker. Yes. That's going to be the thing. That's great. But that, yes. <laughs> but that is it for a Comedy Central roast of uh, Bruce Willis. It's going to be Sunday, July the 29th on Comedy Central at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it for television. Going into movies, uh, we only got two. Uh, the first one is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As a, listen, as an original Teen Titans, like I was like I was with the original like animated Teen Titans cartoon. Okay. I'm just I'm just so sad that this became a thing. Why? But they're self-aware, so I kind of celebrate them for being self-aware. Okay. 
But part of me still goes like, come on, man. You had such badass characters and badass aesthetics. And yeah. you, you turn it into this? Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> See, you, you would, anything that you can tell me about it is new to me. I've never heard yeah. of Teen Titans. No, they're great. Okay. They had a Cartoon Network uh, series uh, that was phenomenal. Nice. And uh, now it's fucking that. But it's fine. It I'm not salty like about it. Robin, Robin from Batman. So these yeah. are like DC characters? Yeah, yeah. It's Robin, Starfire, Cyborg, and Beast Boy, and Raven. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like the second offshoot story where Robin became the leader of his own team. team. Oh. And it's, uh, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, it's good. Watch the Cartoon Network version if you're interested. Yeah. The original like early 2000s version is really good. I'll fuck with it. All right, Teen Titans Go to the movies. It's a PG movie. It's an animation. The rundown is a villain's maniacal plan for world domination sidetracks five teenage superheroes who dream of Hollywood stardom. Uh, it's directed by Aaron Harvath and Peter Rita Mikhail. Uh, starring starring Nicolas Cage. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. into Nick Cage. I like Nick Cage. Uh, Kristen yeah. Bale and Will Arnett. Christian Bale? No, 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 Kristen Bale. Oh, uh, Kristen. Okay, yeah, I said Christian. that wrong. I yeah. was just like, Jesus. Yeah. Did you see the new fucking, the DC live action movie for Teen Titans trailer? I seen something yeah. about Robin saying like, fuck <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, Robin stabs the dude in the neck. And then there's a close up and it's just like, fuck Batman. What? It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. <laughs> I didn't know what that was about, but yeah, I seen the fuck Batman stuff going around. I'm already so interested in whatever that's gonna be just because yeah. of that trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Uh, the the next thing is is Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, so this is the um, the 72nd installment of Mission Impossible, starring Tom Cruise as a 117 year old man. Uh, you said that, <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, wait, fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> These won't die. These will not die. But it's like, uh, fortunately, I guess, like, they haven't, the last two have been pretty good. Damn. They, they, mm -hmm. re they like, they went up and then they had a spiral and then they went back up. up. Yeah. 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 So it's I like, think the, the, yeah, this one's got Henry Cavill reloading his arms. Mm -hmm. That's sort of part of that trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Simon Pegg's in this one, too. Simon Pegg's in this one, too, yeah. yeah. So Which, as, as much as I like to see movies that have been around for four and five and six movies to go away to make yeah. room for, like, new artists and new directors and new writers with original ideas, you know, that doesn't need a million sequels, no. I can't get mad at good content. Like, if you're going to yeah. put out a good product, good movies, it's a good like product. A movie, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so... I can't really break it like a, yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, but this movie is 147 minutes it's a 86 meta score and it says ethan hunt and his imf team along with some familiar allies race against time after a mission gone wrong uh the stars tom cruise henry cavill, cavill. henry cavill i always want to say cavill cavill, yeah, uh, cavill? cavill, cavill? sounds about right but it's cavill that's the guy from um the jesus movie yeah, uh, with uh, Mel Gibson, uh, Passion of the Christ. He's seen that. He's in that. Yeah, oh, then I'd recognize him as Superman. Yeah, Henry yeah. Cavill. Um, but anyway, uh, Bing Rhames is in it, and uh, Simon Pegg. Okay. And that is it. That is it. Yeah, nice. we're bad. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, Google Play Music app. That that's it, right? Google, Google Play, Play Music, music. Yeah. and. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian or TJ. I'm at a T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey, hey, and that's it for today's episode. Watch the something about Mary. Tell yeah. us what you think. And uh, good times. Oh, and thank you guys for listening. Like, oh, great yeah, yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's thing. yeah, thank you. We've been thank getting great listen. numbers, so it's, yes. It's fucked up. We had a spike of 1,680 people. Yeah. 
randomly mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not upset by it, no. but what the fuck happened yeah. in Lexington, fucking Tennessee? Yeah. What happened? Mm -mm. We're into it. Thank you guys for listening. Hope yes. the numbers keep up. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>